0: Welcome to the world of podcasting. My name is Grant Hallett, and this is Christopher Taylor, and we are two big boys who love the dice. Dice-loving boys. What's your favorite thing about dice?
1: Rolling the dice.
0: I like putting the dice in my mouth when no one's looking.
1: Sometimes I pile the dice.
0: Oh, you stack the dice or you pile the dice? I pile the dice.
1: In a big heap. Big heap.
0: Oh, nice, yes. A nice stack of D6s.
1: I scrooge McDuck my way through them.
0: <laughs> hello, and welcome to episode 49 of Faulty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by my best friend in the whole wide world, Christopher Taylor. Say hello, Christopher. Hello. And we are, as ever, here to. Answer your questions about role-playing games, maybe. <laughs> have a Tangentially, little laugh. yes. Yeah, sort of eventually wobble our way round to an answer, but also have a little laugh along the way, you know? And maybe learn something about each other and ourselves.
1: Just meet together.
0: Definitely not the last one. No. I mean, we're not going to learn anything about each other or ourselves.
1: <laughs> if at all possible.
0: I think, yeah. Let's God, keep it, a healthy professional distance here. It's, it's never fun. <laughs> Especially learning things about yourself.
1: It's always sinister and or clandestine.
0: What have you been modelling or gaming this week, Christopher? I've been mainly painting Malifaux miniatures because they're lovely. They are nice, aren't they? I like how just buck wild they've gone with the theme, which is, yep. yeah, yeah, go on, put it in.
1: Why not, Why not have an enormous <laughs> deadly teddy bear? Let's yeah, just, fuck it. Just, just slam that in there. It'll fit just fine. And like, because
0: um, like the, the only models I'm, I really collect or buy are Games Workshop models. And so they have quite a... I'm gonna say a stodgy uh, world built around them, especially like especially the 40k universe. It's quite inflexible, and so mm. trying to introduce anything new, it's like, well, why haven't we heard of it before? Whereas Mullervo, oh, it's fuck it, put it in. What's yeah. this one? What's it? oh this 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 uh, this gang's this a uh, uh, this, this is a few journalists and a magical typewriter that kills people. Brilliant. Fuck it, throw
1: it in. This one's just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, legit. I have a model next to me that's just a baby. Yeah, great. It's a killer. Love it. It's monstrous.
0: Huge, Huge fan. Um, Chris and I, have, we've had a couple of games of Malifaux. I'm interested in trying some more. Mainly because I believe we can write a, uh, a wargaming system. That's, I reckon, I reckon that, we can. That's where the real money is. <laughs>
1: Miniatures.
0: Miniatures. You now, saw how much money Kingdom Death made. That's true, actually, yeah. Motherfuckers, that, that up. Now, we do have to have tits with mouths on, or mouths with tits in. I'm
1: okay with either.
0: What about a lion, which is also a big willy? With <laughs> <laughs> this resplendent mane. Like, put it this way, if I could get Kingdom Death without all the cocks in it, I might buy it. I don't think you like... can afford it. Like oh no, I might have saved up, you know, it was it was a couple of hundred dollars to get the to get the box set. Yeah, but it seemed like a really cool idea, like going out, killing monsters, taking the parts, leveling up your crew, having the different armor sets for things. Really, really cool. And then, what about some tits? Some tits, maybe.
1: Maybe I didn't need maybe tits. a little bit
0: of tits. I can go on the internet if I want to look at tits. That's I've got what the internet's like, for kind of. There, like there are there there are specific places I can go for that, and it's not board games with my mates. No. Anyway, what I was, this question comes in from Grant Howitt, uh from uh, from Manor Park in London. Uh, what what would we make a board not a board game? Well, oh, yeah. What would we, what would we make a miniatures board game about?
1: That's a bit of a difficult one because, like, we've made a whole bunch of RPGs. Yeah, and that's that's very freeform and yeah, you
0: don't need to balance them or anything. And floaty. Yeah,
1: and trying to find that
0: single core gameplay loop I've got an idea, yeah, I- imagine space alt, but it didn't suck
1: <laughs> imagine space Hulk but with tits
0: <laughs> you know how uh how like uh, space marine commanders have their helmets off and they have like a void <laughs> shield over their head, yeah. so they can go out to space that but with just tits.
1: Just knockers,
0: or just like, just like get get a normal version of um, of Space Hulk and get those uh, those fake plastic tits,
1: <laughs> the ones you sort of hang over your neck.
0: Yes, yes, the mounted ones. Yeah, that, and just put them on all the Terminators and all the Gene Stealers. Get Kez out on the phone. Easier on the Genies, I think. Yeah. Oh, I the thing. I really like the idea of like corridor to corridor combat and a ship, and like taking over parts of it, uh, and having like like an ongoing campaign. Uh, and, like, random tiles you put down to generate the boards as you go around and find each other. And, like, engineers you can sw- who can, like, shuffle, or, like, scouts who can shuffle through the tiles and build it differently.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, recently we've been recording the Spire Director's Commentary. Yeah. And we were talking in that about um, an earlier concept of Spire that had something called Control. Mm. Why
0: um, don't you talk to the people about Control for a bit?
1: So the concept that we had for Control was mm. that different weapons and different actions operated differently depending on if you're in or out of control of the situation
0: yes and there were some people who fought better when they were out of control yeah so that's like, the sort of reckless fighters yeah or, or like also like non-combat classes are quite nice. yeah. so like like the like the, the merchant trader class had um uh rat in a trap uh power which was when like when the control dips uh, dips into negative then they, they become fairly good at punching people
1: yeah it's like desperation yeah. kicks in um, and I think that the, a control-based board game would be interesting. Yeah, I think. Like, Where it's all about, about trying to swing the odds in your favour or set up the odds, as it were.
0: I will say, like, I'm not hugely interested in having a one-on-one board game, but I'd quite like the idea of either having like co-op against the board or co- or like co-op against the GM with lots of monsters.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Kingdom Death runs runs an AI deck essentially mm. uh, Just that controls the monster, so that's that completely within the realms of possibility.
0: I could also. I'd also be interested in having some sort of picnic-based warfare. Picnic-based warfare. Well, I had an idea. You see, for a LARP many years ago, it was a birthday LARP, and the idea was we'd go down to a park and we'd all wear onesies, but the onesies would be themed. So, like, like if like, so you'd have like Team Monkey and Team Disney and Team Bear. Right. And you each have your own, you each have your own picnic spots. and You have nice gingham things rolled out. But again, remember, dressed as bears, um, you have like your nice gingham uh, blankets rolled out, and like you know, those wicker picnic baskets which you, which you never actually see in real life. Yeah, they the have, like, ones with hinge
1: like, the, tops. The hinge tops. Yep. Why, why,
0: why? aren't there more of those? Anyway, that that sort of thing. Because people but, don't go on picnics anymore. That's true. Yeah. You know, too busy things to do. Too busy eating sandwiches, working for the man. Oh what I wanted I wanted to have a game where I could dress in a onesie and carry a full cake above my head while running <laughs> <laughs> that strikes me as the take home moment
1: what you want to do is just sit there and just be as offensive as possible just play really loud rap music uh-huh. and then when either the police or the park ranger comes around, you just you just grab you just grab everything. you've got to run away from them <laughs>
0: Just evading police of the game. Yeah,
1: essentially. But I guess, but, but like a for very
0: minor crow as a yeah. bear, yeah. I and think
1: that, that's how you carry the cake above your head, and it's, and it's by by weight the amount of your picnic that you managed to save that declares <laughs> think, the winner.
0: I think at that point, I'd like to have it as a more realistic bear costume, not a fully realistic bear <laughs> costume. I don't want to get shot, but <laughs> I want, but I want it. I want it to look like, like, like rather than having a bear onesie, I'm talking like a bear furry suit. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's animal control. Because those things are hard to run in. (laughs) Like, motherfuckers die just standing up in those things. They're not very well ventilated. I mean, the badly built ones.
1: Especially after you've been tranquilised with ketamine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alternatively, if you... um, I suppose the ketamine's kind of like a runner-up prize. I guess. Because you're probably not getting away with any of your picnic if you get ketamine. (laughs) No. But hey, free ketamine.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I think there are probably easier ways to acquire ketamine than to dress up as a bear and be shot with it.
0: <laughs> Chris, if you know a better way, <laughs> tell, tell me. me. But that's now. that's how me and my daddy and his daddy got ketamine for it wasn't years before. For Good enough for
1: my par.
0: Good enough for my part. Down on the woods, getting shot in the ass by a ranger.
1: Still got his old bear suit.
0: That's also where we get all of our peppered, rock salt from, peppered with holes. <laughs> Shall we answer some questions? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a question first. Go on, then. Ask me a question. Dave Chan asks, If you could get the RPG licence for one piece of media, what would it be? And what would it look like? Bit of a weird addendum on that one. Yeah. Probably look like a book. <laughs> wow.
1: Um, I don't know. I think I'd want to do something a bit strange. Ah.
0: Like the X-Files.
1: The X no, the X Files is, is kind of been done. Not by I Delta mean, Green. You you've got Delta Green, you got laundry files, you've got all sorts of Yeah, but you dark do the data. actual
0: X Files, and you just have you have a lot of nice pictures of Gillian Anderson.
1: I mean, yeah. They like, would just look like a picture book of pictures with me of me with Gillian Anderson. That would be it. No <laughs> just rules.
0: Just badly photoshopped images of you and your waifu, Gillian Anderson. Yeah,
1: that'd be fine. Um but I think I quite like to do something really odd like Silence of the Lambs role-playing game. Oh, okay. That could be some, some proper psychological horror. Oh,
0: how about Silent Hill? While we're on silent psychological things.
1: Yeah, I mean that 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 could work really
0: wonderfully as an RPG. And... Mm, or Silent Scope. Or Silent Scope. <laughs> oh, I a game that had Silent in it. Go on. <laughs>
1: um, you got a lot of interesting tricks you can pull as the GM with the Silent Hill game.
0: Yeah, and like it's 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 always been like a lone person. Uh, on an adventure, or like, accompanying one person who follows you around, but I quite like the idea of having a gang. I, I was in a Silent Hill game, actually, in university. She um, used the War of the Darkness system, but it'd be really interesting to get the actual license for it. Because those motherfuckers don't care what you put in there. No. And also, like they've played really fast and loose with a license. So it's like, the first time Pyramid Head showed up, he was the, he was this dangerous, psychosexual uh, representation of the main character's lust. And by the eighth time he showed up, he's kind of a mascot? Yeah. Hello! Uh, Everybody's rooting for Pyramid Head. (laughs) Hey, it's Pyramid Head! (laughs) Yay! An angular rapist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, of all the rapists I know, he has the coolest shaped head.
1: That's probably true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, seriously, like Science of the Lambs. Yeah. What do you mean, like like an investigative? Investigative, as it's pronounced.
1: (laughs) Yes, but, like... (laughs) You almost have a GMPC in the Hannibal Lecter character. But you've got that kind of psychoanalytical look.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I just got what I wanted. Go on then. Psychonauts. <laughs> that would be fun. Like, I really like the idea of, of other worlds and, you know, um, skipping between realities and so having like being able to theme them around whatever's in someone's head. Is cracking. Yeah. I should like that. It must be interesting in like getting hold of something which already exists, but like take it, like the Judge Dread license, the 2008 D license, Shadowrun. Oh, Chris, I think, <laughs> I'd like to get Shadowrun and just ruin it for everyone.
1: <laughs> what we couldn't do is Shadowrun.
0: I'd like, I'd like to ruin it more than Fifth has already ruined it. <laughs> oh, I'm hot today. Oh, what would you do with Shadowrun? I don't know. Just I've for got the actually, point. I've got an idea. Acetate layovers. Yes. The entire book is printed on acetate. <laughs> Crosshairs. Darts. Some sort of dart. I would like. I would like a lot of physical rules. And like you know how most. Uh, you know how a lot of RPGs have that paragraph at the start saying, "Listen, the most important rule is have fun." So mm. whatever works for your group, do that. That would not be there. That would be the opposite of that paragraph. The most important rule in Shadowrun is use all of the rules. And then, a, and then a picture of me and you and Gillian Anderson looking really mean at the
1: camera. <laughs> Just really
0: pointing. Well, Gillian Anderson's been photoshopped in from somewhere else, but me and you look angry.
1: No, I think I think she'd be down for that picture. That that one and that one only. Okay,
0: sure. We, we could probably get her for one picture. Yeah, yeah. it would be worth it. Oh, there's, there's there's so many things I'd, well, I'd like to have the official license to do. I think.
1: I mean, like, there's already um, a Will of Time role playing game, but I'd love to redo it. Mad Max,
0: like I just I rewatched Fury Road recently, and there's a lot you can do with that. It's I on ma- the Netflix, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mainly want to fix the problem with um, every Mad Max slash Gorken Walker slash any sort of game which takes place around like once the world runs out of gasoline, people become inexplicably drivey. Yes, but there's so many cars driving around all the time, and there's like if you fall off a car. You better hope you're the protagonist, or you're done. Yep. And Insta so I'm. Re- to death. Yeah. Or like instant death, but also like the plot's driven away. Yes. It was very much the problem with Gorkamorka, and so I'm interested in seeing what we can, what we can, what we could do with that. Like how, how you how you could cling on to relevance after you fall off the convoy. Grappling hooks. Yeah. Nothing but grappling hooks. Oh, Batman. nothing but grappling
1: hooks and skis. The Batman role playing game.
0: That could but, be interesting. But you'd play like, uh, do, you, do you remember, I oh, forget the name of it, fuck, it was, a, it was an online game called Gotham City Heroes, I think, or Gotham City something, Oh and you, yeah, and you played either guys who were who were cosplaying as Batman or guys who were cosplaying as the Joker and you murdered each other with improvised weapons.
1: Yeah, and you'd like fire cricket balls at each other. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, like, I think it was a garden-owned weapon as well, like, tremendous amounts of fun. Didn't mm. really take unfortunately. It wasn't quite no. you know, good enough, but it was unlike but like there was um like you had movement upgrades and you had like roller skates or a grappling hook or a hang glider. And I really like the idea of coming to a fight with roller skates on. Yes. Yeah. It's like fuck you Titan Four, we got roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're doing. We know what we're about. Alright, ask me a question.
1: I will ask you a question. Mm. Uh, black hack or dungeon world for new players from Vampirian mm. Tooth Decay on Reddit. Mm. This discussion came up
0: on the Discord this week, actually. It did. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, we are in agreement on this <laughs> yeah, one, which is going to generate bit. a lot of interesting chat. Um, we had a, a, a new member on the Discord ask, uh, what's a good non-D&D D&D game to give to new players? And it's the thing, like, d we can probably discuss this, actually, it's interesting that d d is everyone's first game, because it is hugely complex. Yep. It's not, like, hero system complex, but it's there. Yes, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot going on, especially if you're a caster. Yeah, and you kind of need to have at least two casters in the party for it to be balanced. Like yeah. for it to work and also like, if you want to get any hit points back, you have to have casters in the party. <laughs>
1: Otherwise you need a very, very good alchemist.
0: Yeah. And so that's 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 pretty tricky to manage that. And like there are of course this start of like kits you can have for classes and stuff, and you can get the powers you have, and clerics thankfully have the ability to change any spell they've gotten to cure spells. But it's like you have to take a cloak, you have to take someone who can do healing, you have to take someone who can break the rules of the world with magic. And then they have to read that chapter and they have to they have to understand what all this blood, what all these spells do. And that's really really confusing. But it is also really limited, which is a bonus.
1: Yeah, like that's a huge thing. Like there's a rule for everything. Yeah. Um and when there's a rule for everything, there's no there's not really any dead time where you're spent just going, I don't know what to do now, uh, the, yeah. I'm lost.
0: There's no, there's no adjudicating. There's also there's very little improvisation required.
1: Yeah, you, you, can, the, you can play D&D without improvisation.
0: Like The GM describes a world, and then you're acting in that world, and it's like, oh, I, I want to try and climb that wall. Cool, okay, we have the rules of climbing the wall. I want to pick that lot. Okay, cool, we have the rules for that. But it's not like um, the GM describes a world, and then you have you have the skills fast... Loose and greasy. How do you (laughs) use those?
1: (laughs) Just got the idea of setting up a ramp and using greasy to go down a hill. Brilliant. And then ramp you up up the other side of the wall. I think
0: I've just written my next game. But um, it is hugely complex, and so um, if you look at something like Dungeon World, it is vague in that way, in that it's much more... um, It's postmodern, in that it's defined by player action rather than the world around them.
1: And Dungeon World also has the thing of have a conversation until the uh, the GM notices that there's t- that it's time for a move.
0: Yeah, and that's that's quite strange for a new player to grasp. Oh, actually, that's the yep. thing. I, I I don't know. Honestly, it might be really intuitive for a new player to grasp because I've never been a new player and tried to do it. I also haven't run a lot of uh, Apocalypse World games.
1: No, but I, in in my head, like I've seen players. Um, Play, people have played for a long time. Oh. Going, going to wushu games and not know what to do because yeah. it's so narrative heavy. And I realise yeah. that's that's quite the
0: the jump. Wushu for the uninitiated is um, is a game where you you your your stats are all made up and you and like the dice are more of a pacing mechanic. And the more things you make up, the more dice you roll. Yep. But it's it is it's an extended conversation, briefly punctuated by death.
1: And it's it's really reliant on player ingenuity.
0: Yeah. Um, and and well, I, I, I suppose that's that's like player ingenuity rather than character ingenuity. Yeah. So like you have to be entertaining, you have to keep doing things for, and, and like the gym has to play for stuff, and you have to have that push and pull, and like seed like seed the spotlight, and don't worry about tactics and that sort. But of. well, if you do worry about tactics, you're just describing the tactics, but it it doesn't like it doesn't have any impact on the game. Yeah. And that's that can be a real challenge, people.
1: Exactly. And I think that there's that slight problem with Dungeon World as a first game, mm. in that because there aren't that many rules, there aren't that many defined situations. Yeah, it's a lot harder for somebody to latch onto it. Like if you're playing Monopoly, yeah, you know what's going to happen at any one moment because that's what the rules say.
0: Well, bots can play Monopoly. Exactly. Yeah, um, bots can't really play Dungeon World. Yes. The uh, I think the other interesting thing about about so like neither Dungeons and Dragons nor Dungeon World have or the Black Hack which is the recommended one which we'll get to in a bit neither neither of them have established settings but D and D makes it feel as though the setting's there and you're uncovering it as in the GM is in charge of the setting and you learn about that and it like it, it might be a collaborative process but 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 the GM is the is the portal through which the world comes mm. and everyone in Dungeon World. Has this has the ability to discern realities, and you roll, and if you succeed, you get to describe what's going on. And I, I think I think I may be I may be sort of describing it slightly wrong, but that's that's, that's not too far away from the truth. Yeah, and that's really difficult for, for for like for like a new player or someone who's used to having a strict world, like the sort of player who, like if you think of like people who are into Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Which are yes. two really common inroads to role playing, the tabletop role playing. They have really well defined worlds, and so to have a world which can change because a player says something can be really um, discombobulating.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of destabilizing.
0: Mm. Um, um,
1: but I think there's a little part of me that says, you know what, start at start at the deep end.
0: I yeah, I think I think that I'd I'd probably go for the black hack. Yeah, uh, yeah the I black know, hack is well. is a is a lovely. Um as best oh it's a lovely little game and I, I I sounded like I was being quite um dismissive of it. It is very small. It's it's teensy, it's two dollars. It, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 two dollars PDF, four pounds um, for the physical. It's very small, um and it's it, it takes it's it does the cleverest thing I think I've I've seen with, with, with it it takes the core mechanics of D and D, or as it or as it calls it, that fantasy role playing game from the nineteen seventies. Um, and rather than like having your stats give you derived bonuses that you add to numbers and you're consulting things, you roll under your you roll under your stat on a d20, and if you roll under, it, you succeed. And that just it's lovely that just replaces so much of the it's Dungeons so and Dragons clean. book. It's really clean. It's really beautiful. It's inspired some really nice uh, hacks. There's well a Cthulhu hack. There's a Rad hack. It's a brilliant. Way of of like of of, of taking taking the feel of Dungeons and Dragons, of taking the feel of what is an iconic role playing situation, and distilling it down to something that's incredibly cheap and fast. And also because it's cheap, if your players don't like it, you haven't spent what we're we talking about a about hundred quid on Dungeons and Dragons books. Yeah, they are chunky, but I mean, good quality. You know, oh was... yeah, they're good quality. Can I can I just complain about the fact that the um, the only reason you buy the DMG is for is is is, is to calculate encounters.
1: Yep, and magic that, items, I guess.
0: That well I guess magic items, but you can make those up. Yeah. But it really pisses me off in the, I'm I'm reading through the monster manual. I'm like oh, I wish there was some sort of index which had these things by the level, but it's in a different book because of DRM. <laughs> that just, ugh, bothers me. Anyway, yes, I think I think uh you should probably that hack. Um Vampirian, Tooth Decay, and also um God, was it Alex he joined and asked?
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: Yes, also Alex.
1: Do you want another question? Mate, I'd love a question. All right, since we've been talking about magic items being in the DMG. Mm -hmm. Motocross asks, how do you get risk-averse players to use interestingly flawed or powerful with drawback spells or items in a game where magic is supposed to be powerful but tricky and scary but the players would rather use boring plus-one MacGuffins?
0: We want to get some new players there, I think.
1: (laughs) (coughs) Chuck (coughs) them out, find some new ones. Yeah. Yeah, throw them out.
0: Yeah, um, well, let's let's assume you can't. I think, well, one take away plus one MacGuffins. Um, yeah, it's easy. It, this is, this is an, an easier solution support. if you
1: seeded it from the beginning.
0: Yeah, um, and like if you're if you're trapped with, with with giving them plus one MacGuffins, that's you know that's that's the thing which I've got. But at that point, if it's just adding bonuses, I think I think a more interesting way to ha- uh, than having a um, a magic item is to have an ability or a boon. Because mm. that that stays with you, and if you've got like um, plus one, well, it's plus one when I use this sword fighting technique taught to me by uh, a gith, like githyanki monks, githzerai, gith whichever, the, whichever are the good ones. <laughs> I can't um, remember. And that functions, rules as written, as a magic sword which you can't get nicked off you. And you c- and like you could upgrade it, and like when you get a plus two sword, instead of that, it's oh, you know what? Well, I unlocked more secrets of the four-armed fighting style. Yeah. I've got I've, I've grown two little nubs under me pits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I think one way is to make them incredible make
0: items incredibly powerful but very specific. Yeah, or give them like fiction based rather than mechanic based.
1: Yeah, I mean one of the games we played in a very long time ago, you had um
0: angels. Oh yeah, the road angel. Yeah,
1: which made you completely immune to traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A car hitting you wouldn't kill you.
0: It would, it would. It would knock you about, but you took no damage from it. We also had like uh, I think we had Gravity's Requiem, which took which negated all fall damage, which is just a feather fall spell, and um, like one for fire, one for bullets, one for knives. Yeah, and and like the gag is if you wear all of them, then you're fine, but no one else in the party gets to do anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but it was interesting that it's an incredibly powerful item. In mm. a very specific line.
0: I will say one thing, I'm faintly sad that at no point after getting the road angel did you make your main weapon a car. <laughs> <laughs> because presumably you can you can strap the road angel around you and drive really hard at people and into walls and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, just fly through the windscreen at them <laughs> and headbutt them. <laughs> uh, I'd like take that. massive damage from hitting them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like, the wall. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how that one functions. I I think one thing as well, if you've got cursed items in the game, or, like, flawed items, never make them talk. I've learned this the hard way.
1: Intelligent items are
0: awful. They're never fun. Players just end up not talking to them. And I think, like, having an intelligent item like a diary, like, like one you can check in with, is yeah. fine. But not one that you can say, um... Like not one, which is I think for a while we had the racist mace. Oh god! And it was just it just had really low opinions about elves, and it's like okay, I guess that's kind of funny the first time, but what you've got there is a, an interruption you're bringing around. You've you got
1: week. a problem on a stick.
0: But I think like like you can have familiars talk, and that's fine. Yep. And so have it in that way, in that if it's talking, it's helpful rather than it's boring or like it's uh, like like it it loves you. Like it loves you like a mother mm. is a really nice twist for a sword to have. Like, like, like a suit of armor which just wants you to be okay. Oh, you know, and like, and like, it'll it'll keep you warm. It'll keep you safe. It loves you, and that's that's the nice thing to have. But I think as well, you're looking at rewarding them. So you're looking at like uh, at the core of it. Here's some hot. Here's some hot games. Uh, games design tips. All players Play want. All players want is to feel like they're involved. Yep. That's all. That's all any of us want in life, really. And you can feel and like the core measure of involvement is feedback. So if I do a thing, something happens. There is I, I make an action, it has a reaction. I am relevant within this world. And one of the reason why games are so much fun is because often those exchanges are clean and understandable and moderated by rules, rather than the rather than the real world, where it's entirely random as to what you do works. <laughs> it's just chaos. It's just eternal chaos and things like like very mundane illnesses. Like I've been ill for a month with with a cough. That's yep. not going to come up in a game. That's not going to happen in a game. That's rubbish. You know, that's not very exciting. And so, I think there's we can get we can get away from ourselves uh, in designing um, feedback loops. But the core of it, when a player does something, it should have it should have something fun happen or something interesting happen afterwards. Which is which is why it's fun to roll a one and not a two.
1: Yeah. Because at least and, something occurs.
0: Yeah, something occurs. Something interesting happens. Your character gets that spotlight, gets that attention, and so um, giving people the giving people interesting artifacts. So, like uh, Chris was saying, specific things in terms of like damage you can't take. Also, things like um, this. Uh, this magic item only works on people who are in love. Yep. This magic item only works on a Sunday. Um, and and you Just have planning to planning
1: all your major heists for Sundays. What's well, so it only <laughs> it's works on Lord's Sunday? But,
0: but you have to use it on other days as well. Otherwise, it gets jealous. <laughs> and that, and like, that's maybe not such a great idea. That's it's more bookkeepy than anything else. But I think, like, giving them something fun, giving them a like, if you if you give them an NPC they can talk to, which is the item, but it's a nice NPC that they like, yeah, rather than just a racist mace. That's great.
1: Yeah, I think I think, I think a racist mace is problematic. There.
0: Yes, if, like in two different directions. Yeah, I got a question for you. Ask me. The Tangerman on Reddit asks Is there such a thing? Well, I mean
1: assuming the universe is infinite, all things are <laughs> happening. Yes.
0: Well I'd argue in an infinite universe where, where most of it is void, odds are no.
1: But if there's if it's infinite and yeah. it's happening over an infinite amount of time,
0: hang on. It's a random sorry. chance that we, something's we, happened. We don't have an infinite amount of time. We it has to exist now, and I will presume be accessible.
1: Oh, accessible.
0: Well, cause is there such a thing? It is, and like we have to at least know about it, right? Well, that's not what they're asking. All right. Well, is there such a thing then? Probably. Okay. Is a technical question.
1: answer there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably.
1: <laughs> probably, well, but, but also of, you probably yes. can't have it. <laughs> yes, but it's very far away.
0: Mm. Uh, what was the, the actual it? question there? Oh, um, oh the tangent man was asking um, basically like uh, like OK, keep it, but for um, um, gaming. It's not a bad idea, actually. Well, I've made I made an OK Keep it account uh, as part of a it was a, it was a feminist challenge I took where I had to um, I had to create a female uh, account and just wait. Like you right. can, I, I could can message people if I was interested in them or as interested in talking to them, but I had to I had to act as though I was the real person. Except obviously we weren't going to meet up because I was not actually a woman with purple hair and glasses. I was big hairy man, <laughs> and that picture was a lie donated to me by a friend.
1: Subterfuge,
0: subterfuge, yeah, um, and it was okay. Keep it was a forest of dicks, <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> <laughs> just wading through.
0: You know, you know, like in, um, like in Total Wipeout, when they've got like they've got like those those bendy sticks which just sort of push your way through. Yeah, that, but just wang's. It it showed ah, me Ah the it, dingus forest <laughs> Welcome adventurers. Dare you end. and it um it showed me really how abundant and low value dick is. Mm-hmm. It's it's really nothing to be prized. <laughs> so that isn't a question that was asked though. The question no, was asked like, was like could we have a meetup or like a a, a gamer seeking gamers group? And I guess we can and do, but I've not heard of one working especially well.
1: No, see, that's the thing. I don't know why they don't work. Well, put it I aside. suppose because I'm not on
0: it. <laughs> yeah, once you turned up. Yeah. I think, like, most of the... Like, I'm not hugely experienced in the field of romance, as you may be surprised to hear, listener, but um, I generally... Like, generally, the way I see it happen and the way in which I've done it is that you make friends with people first. Yeah. Through, through mutual interests or through mutual friends, and then you hit it off. And you see them more often, and then kissing occurs, I presume. Or and that, in this case, RPGs. Or then RPGs. So that's also how I do RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> and I meet people. I'm like, I like you. I'm going to steal you away. You should be my friend.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's, a, there's there's a problem with the sort of distance that this creates because you're going to invite this person to your house. Oh
0: yeah, I mean that. I mean that's that's how like you know fuck apps work though, isn't it? Yes. But
1: that's also how people get eaten
0: That's true, and I guess like That's how cannibals work, people I will say, also, you get to have sex (laughs) Sometimes Which might be nice, rather than like Oh, you get to make a dwarf, which is probably less exciting (laughs) I
1: don't
0: know Oh, if it was a good dwarf I think it's, it's less of a fundamental motivation For much of humanity
1: That is fair, yep
0: Indeed, sorry, biology Anything alive Generally wants to fuck Yep and like, not uh, so everything that, alive
1: wants to make a dwarf.
0: Yeah, like, sorry, I, I don't mean to exclude asexuals from this. Obviously, asexuals are alive. Uh, sorry, asexual people are alive, but the majority of people and the majority of entities are non-asexual, and so, which is why Tinder is popular, and why we don't have Tinder, but for dwarves. <laughs> Although, that could work. Probably call it Cinder, like in the Forge.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: You know, and they'd just be like like you'd um like lots of nice ladies with beards.
1: Just just I, lists of how many axes they made that day. I'm kind of into dwarf girls,
0: Chris. Is is it the beard? Well I, I think it would be nice to have a nice beard on a lady. Also, like dwarf girls invariably. What's the word? Thick? Yes. Phrase? Two C's. Two Cs. Two C's, thick. And I'm like, alright, let's dance. Let's go for it. Yep. My wife's not especially tall. <laughs> it's not a huge leap just to slap a beard on her, give her an axe. You
1: know? I've got you a Gandalf outfit. You can just wear this part.
0: <laughs> Surely, like a Gimli outfit at that point.
1: Well, no, because then you have the silly hat.
0: She could. Which, well, Gimli doesn't wear a hat, but but she you does? could have. Oh, he's got a helmet, yeah. But you, could, you could, like he, he he carries seven axes. You could have the dance of the seven axes where they're slowly removed. <laughs> Dank.
1: <laughs> Buried in the bedpost.
0: They're slowly removed and thrown. Ex- expertly, expertly <laughs> <into> a target
1: <laughs> mm, Yes, I, so I, that's I, why there isn't a day. Yeah, that's why, for I, I, I also think <laughs> because, that because dwarf sex.
0: Well, like also, it's it's actually a pretty intimate thing, role playing. Like, it requires quite a lot of vulnerability. It requires like good role playing requires quite a lot of vulnerability, and by good, I mean enjoyable role playing. Yeah. Um, it requires a skilled GM and players who are willing to make difficult decisions and take and also make interesting choices in their role playing and there requires a certain amount of vulnerability even if it's just saying, Hey, this is what I like and not everyone's comfortable doing that with a group of strangers. Also, a large percentage of the people who play role playing games are horrid purvos. Yeah. Oh actually no not a large percentage, but we all know one, don't we? Everybody knows at least one. We all know one. And he'd, he'd use this app. Mm. And he'd, 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 he'd be interested in some one-on-one role-playing sessions. He'd also lie. He'd also lie, yeah. He probably doesn't even own a dice. Ask me a question.
1: I will ask you a question. Thank you. Dave Chen again asks. Oh, Dave Chen. I know, he's got two this week. Ambassador. What genres of game would you play with a D4, D8, D10, and D12, respectively, forming the core
0: mechanic? Is, 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 is this Dave asking us to write five games on the fly? Yeah, just just bang them just, out, just snap them out. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's let's not devote too much to each one of these. All right. D4. The genre is goblins.
1: Yes. Because it's an inconsequential dice that really hurts if you stand on it.
0: <laughs> like a goblin. Uh, D4 would be like your sort of trashkin, goblin, kobold, um, mushroom boys, what are they called? Mykonids. Mykonids. That sort of small... Mushroom boys? Mushroom boys? Small, diminutive, greasy humanoids. Um, Anything
1: anything slippery and small.
0: Yeah, it would be, uh, you'd succeed on a five plus. (laughs) Um, Rolling only D4, no adding. (laughs) Like, I, I think, like, you're probably adding two tops. Um, and, like, you'd get benefits for um, for screwing other people over.
1: And stacking.
0: Like, like, oh, like you mean stacking D4s? Because that is impossible.
1: No, stacking goblins.
0: Oh, like a Scooby-Doo look around the door sort of yeah. thing. Okay, D8. Or inside hey. a trench coat. Hey, he didn't put D6 in here.
1: <laughs> That's because there's quite a few games that are D6.
0: All right, D8, your turn.
1: I know D8 has always been um, the cyberpunky dice for me.
0: Oh, okay. I'd do a game which is nothing but longswords, but tell me about Cyberpunk... <laughs> just nothing but long swords all long swords all the time baby strap in
1: no other no other skills no of no think... anything
0: no they'd, they'd be like use long sword use bastard sword use great sword
1: I've got, I've got this image of this like long sword saying goodbye to a dagger putting a backpack on and going adventuring <laughs>
0: just, I'm like, I'm like... Walks through it, just collapses. No, it no, falls just, over hard into the does mud. That sort
1: of, does that sort of pogo stick thing of thunk thunk thunk
0: thunk? okay, cool. Are we, are we handle first or, or point first? Point like down underground because the handle. is, handle is doink, The handle. shoulders with yeah, it. Yeah, the handle. The face. Yeah.
1: A weeping, a weeping morning star in the window. <laughs> Long swords go off to battle. Oh, that's brilliant! Where well, they that's must find their it. masters and defeat the dragon.
0: No. No, not the last bit, they're just hopping around doing their own thing.
1: <laughs> just chilling.
0: Hello, how you doing? Just a normal game, but everyone's a weapon of some kind. Yeah. And you can't trust whips. They're very much they're very much the Rekshashas of this system.
1: <laughs> Them spike chains, Kasuri gammas. Oh man,
0: spike chains. Cult leaders. Yeah. D ten. part of Darkness. It's what I
1: first think of with details what if, what, if, every what, if time. Took,
0: what if we took World well, the Darkness but made it needlessly complicated and made it about martial arts? Ooh. Mm, we could call it... Um...
1: Hit Locations. No, don't call it hit locations, but no, let's
0: call it actually. No, fuck it. No, sorry, let's call it hit locations of the RPG. Scrap that. I was making, I was making a really weak exalted joke. How are we? Do- <laughs> how are we doing? D10 hit locations. Thanks location? for digging me out of that hole. No, yeah. Cheers. You, uh, you, you you threw you threw down a rope made of hit locations. You see, I'd be interested in getting a game which was just hit locations, but for everything. Yep. Like social combat, <laughs> hit locations and social combat. How how would that work?
1: Oh, my knee. <laughs>
0: What a cutting barb! Someone really takes the piss out of your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I'm sensitive about my nose.
1: I don't know why, but I've always wanted... I can't think of the word, but a reciprocal hit location chart. Go on. So if I punch you... Yeah. That causes X damage to target
0: plus X damage to my hand. Oh, I see. So like um, like a brittle bone... Not like a brittle, bro- <laughs> not, like, like not, a leprosy style. It's not
1: a disease RPG. Okay, but like, if you punch somebody, your hand hurts.
0: Yeah, but like not like you, they're very much coming out worse in the exchange. I think no, it's meant to I, into I completely the soft bits. understand that.
1: But I just find it interesting that like
0: it, I will I say mean, like would, yeah, like you've punched a person. I've never punched a person. I've been I've been involved in fights in that <laughs> I was present and and attacked. but yeah. I was not. I, was not, I, I I haven't fought anyone <laughs> no, but
1: you get the concept of as you fight, you get tired, right
0: Yes, 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 definitely you get tired and and, and, and also like you you're smacking your own body into their body hard enough to hurt it, so you're going yeah. to hurt your body.
1: and also the idea that like if you if you break an arm, that mm. arm is non-functional yeah uh, there was a there was a computer game called Tao Feng Fist of the Lotus okay a really long time ago. Sounds made up, but okay it's real. And in that, you actually break people's arms and it would render the arm useless, and it was the only game that did that. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, And I realise, of course, it's going to be incredibly rules-wangy to run, (laughs) but it it interests me.
0: How about if we just made Steven Seagal the RPG? I mean,
1: that's fine, that's just headbutts. Headbutts and
0: kicks. Well, it's it's the thing, because you say it's just headbutts and kicks. Most of what he does is snapping arms in half. Yeah, that's true. So I quite like the idea that you've got... Like, in Steven Seagal, the RPG, you have zero damage or catastrophic damage. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing... So it's, oof, 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 oh! As he just rips your arm off and puts it down your mouth.
1: What what damage does that do? Oh, there's minor. Oh, and your special attack, what damage does that do? Uh, total.
0: Uh, yeah, it just says all? Yeah. It's sort that of a just...
1: sideways eight?
0: Yeah, is, is that a mis... Oh, no, it's not a misprint. printer. Okay. Uh, uh, Under the damage There's just a um, Just a drawing of some dynamite This is a picture of a snake Eating its own tail
1: (laughs) Is that Is that supposed to be there
0: This seems like a really Zoomed out picture Of the whole universe (laughs) How did that Okay sure It does that much
1: This is a really quick drawing Of what actually happens (laughs) Instead of damage to chart.
0: So, I, I, I thought he did. I thought he did a really high amount of damage. This is just Steven Seagal's home phone number.
1: <laughs> oh, he's ringing my phone now.
0: Got, oh, oh yeah. Uh, hello. Oh my ear! <laughs> <laughs> He hit me. How did that, Wow. What a game. Would you? Would you call so the G-10. game's master? Would you call the game's master, the Steven Master or the Segal Master? The Steven Teller. <laughs>
1: No, it's just Mr. Sagal. Mr. because <laughs> really, you know he'd have to be in it.
0: I really, like yeah. I mean, he'd, like he'd he'd run every game. He, like he like he'd, his his picture would be on the front, and he would authorize this shit. He, He's endorsed the, the worst products. The screen
1: four panels of his face
0: <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> it's so is, on is, it. Is, is is it blank for the players, and it's just four identical pictures of Steven Segal looking stern. <laughs> <laughs> Like, giving you a thumbs up. (laughs) Good work. I like calling him the Stephen Teller, because I get the impression that whenever you played, Stephen would like to know. (laughs) So you've got to call him up afterwards and say what happened.
1: No, it just pings his beeper.
0: So, my other question is, in the Stephen Seagal game, is Stephen Seagal a class, and is everyone Stephen Seagal, or are you simply playing in the shadow of Stephen Seagal?
1: I believe you're playing in the shadow of Steven Seagal, and also that you are using the one true
0: martial art, Seagalism. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Or other alternative, uh, we adapt the rules for a multiplayer mech game, and you just play different parts of Steven Seagal.
1: Like everybody is John, but with a ninja.
0: No, more like one of you's one of you plays headbutts, one of you plays chops, one of you plays kicks, and one of you plays his fantastic dingus. Dibs chops. <laughs> Chops covers both sideways hand attacks and also his mouth.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm down with that.
0: And also, like, any sort of <laughs> lamb chops or pork chops he eats. <laughs> really, really most butchery. Hair cutting also covers that. Yeah. Um, and the occasional got, sword. If you've got a lax GM, you can be like, I've got the chops to do this. Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> Oh, you oh, cheeky ma- mother.
0: Once Once possession. Oh man, I, I, I'd write that, but I'm worried, I'm genuinely worried about Steven Seagal doing something.
1: Well, they, no, Hang on, there you go. Go, go, go. Going back to one of the earlier questions. What RPG yeah. license would you like? Oh, Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. <laughs> we want it official, signed by Mr. Seagal himself. <laughs> in his own blood and somebody else's.
0: All the pictures are just that one image of Steven Seagal with his thumb up. Yeah. And it was taken yesterday, so it's like old Seagal. Oh yeah, it's got the old Sigal. Have you ever seen any of the recent Sigal films? No. It's fucking brilliant. Because like, because like back in the day, look, it was daft, but he like he was a big powerful dude and could fight and could fight. You know, he was he was a like, he was he was a lunatic and still is, but he like he was he was quite <laughs> he was quite good at pretending to fight on screen. And now he's, he's he's still built built like a brick shithouse, but he's almost as wide as he is tall. And so there's like all the fighting happens it's more inferred, like, like you know, in a Greek tragedy, people would die off stage. Yeah. Like he'll he'll swing his fist, and then there'll be another shot. Like there'll be a cut, and then a shot of his fist impacting. Amazing. Rather than like cutting away from the punch, it cuts in between because he's so slow and big. He just like he, he's like it's like it's like watching a postbox fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, D 12s finally.
1: Barbarian, The Barbarian
0: RPG. Well, we just wrote that, and it's called Steven Seagal. Oh, that's true. Mm.
1: Everything else pales in comparison now.
0: Um, I would like to have a game where you play... Um, it's a time travel game, because there are as many hours on a D12 as there are hours on a clock. Mm-hmm. Sides on a D12 as there are hours on a clock. We and that would, s- that would somehow work.
1: Where well, you'd, like, roll it and then travel to that hour.
0: <laughs> that's kind of an interesting idea. That like, like, you're, you're, like, you're trapped in a... Um, it's all—it's all done narrative. It's all done like just just through interpreting with the GM. But when when you're scared or frightened or aroused or angry <laughs> or any sort of passion, you roll a d12 and bam! Back to that hour. <laughs> you and everyone in the room with you. But that it's, gets, but that gets, it's
1: well, If it's you and everyone in the room with you, that gets awkward, and you bam back to the same hour at the beginning of the hour, and there's now two of everybody in the room.
0: That that's fine with me. And chance. And then, because, like, what an exciting experience. (laughs) That's the thing. So, like, uh, Chris and I wrote a a time travel role-playing game for our Christmas one-pager we did, uh, Last Christmas, which is the game of um, uh, A Christmas Carol. And we found that it's not impossible to do a time travel game if you lock down the places you can travel to. Yes, the places and times, and like also if it's something which everyone knows really well, then you can afford to futz with that, rather than change one thing and everything changes. It's more, okay, well, we can travel to this specific room at this specific time, and then do the loop again, as it I were. F-
1: I feel I should point out for last Christmas, we yeah. had to go back and actually look at A Christmas Carol by Dickens. Yeah, I mean, that because, felt
0: polite. <laughs>
1: because we had no idea what was actually true, because the only real base of operations we had was a Muppets Christmas Carol.
0: Well, I view the Muppets Christmas carol, carol as more canonical than Dickens' version.
1: No, I understand that, but like... It's we got did, Rizzo in it. Yeah, Like, I didn't realise there was only one Marley. Yeah,
0: I didn't realise... <laughs> I, <of Christmas laughs> I never even present, assumed that. I didn't realise that the Ghost of Christmas Present summoned homunculi. Yeah, it's dark. Nightmare, like, broken children... Who yeah. shambled out the darkness? So they were called like what, want and greed, I think, or something like Sorrow and loss, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but yes, we we would do a time travel campaign, and you would play Doctor Who, but I would write all of it. And I don't think I think I've maybe seen three episodes of Doctor Who in my whole life. Yeah. But I would write that. That's a that that's a license I'd like cause it can't be that hard, can it? It it basically it's it's free money. Yeah. I saw I saw the one about the angels. That seemed good. Are. I mean, that's I mean that's it's I fairly definitive
1: others. as far as I can see.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, it's good. So it doesn't quite it doesn't quite relate to the rest of the show. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, I'm sorry. I don't. I, it's good. I just don't like it
1: very much. I, I, I've seen like two episodes from the 80s and about yeah. five episodes from
0: the modern era. Yeah, I couldn't deal with Billy Piper I, and Tennant at the same time. At
1: one point, somebody turned into a paving slab. Really? Legit
0: sure that wasn't happening in a Mario game you were playing because that's one of the baddies in a Mario game
1: I swear it, I think it was um, Phoenix Knights what's his name
0: uh, Peter K. I I think it was Paul Peter Kay, Kay.
1: Peter K. turned into a paving slab
0: right brilliant cracking
1: I could have been watching something else yeah or dreaming <laughs> <laughs> very real possibilities but I think I reckon that happened in a Doctor yeah, Who it sounds like something sort of that, that
0: happens ask me a question because we fucking nailed that one, <laughs> knocked it out of the park, mate.
1: Owen asks, "What's the Another best way one. to handle a big goddamn fight between large groups of combatants in which the PCs are involved?"
0: Uh, I actually have an answer for this one. Good lord! Yes, uh, I developed it in my 13th age campaign. So, like, there—I uh, was, was running in Australia. There are many ways of doing mass combat, um, and like, quite a lot of systems have rules for it, and they generally like—they're not as long as the normal combat rules. Um, And you assume mass combat is more complex But obviously you're you're, you're abstracting more And the majority of it Comes down to the players do things Which affect the battle uh, Overall And so you can do things So like if they're like You assume they're important um, so, like, you've got things like, uh, like, rather than them just being on the front lines with with the other soldiers, they're leading an infiltration mission to sabotage supply lines. They're uh, they're trying to assassinate a commander. They're trying to uh, distract an enemy um, or blow up a base or something. And so they are, they'll be tackling a smaller amount of enemies, which then reflects upon the larger battle. Mm-hmm. However, fuck that. <laughs> Because because D and D is not balanced for that, and like most like most com, most games aren't balanced to have that many dangerous things happening at once, especially if it's like an old like an old tiny medieval war where you line up and run at each other. Um. I don't, also, I also I should know. I don't know whether that's what they actually did. No. I like you can I'm, get
1: bogged down in too much research.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm going to presume there was some amount of lining up and shouting.
1: Yeah. I mean, one easy way of. Handling it is to treat the rest of the battle as environment.
0: It's I, I, I treat the rest of the battle as backdrop. Yeah, in that it's happening. You fight a representative portion of the enemy force, and then um, that's all happening off in the distance. And then if you have a um, like you have you have a unit. Generally, what I'll do is I'll attach a unit to a player, and it's assumed that like that like they are slightly off to one side doing unit stuff once per game. Uh, once per once per fight, um, you can reroll at a hit roll or any any sort of d twenty roll by saying how your unit helps you, yeah. and then and then flipping over that that, that counter and you can't use them again until the end. So it's it's simply a description, but that means that players get to describe their units and sort of you, you get that nice flow, but it doesn't really unbalance the game too much.
1: Well, one thing you can do is you can use it to control um, environment sizes. Go on. So, for instance, if you're fighting in the stereotypical movie middle of a fight where there's that kind of little open area yes. where the two main characters are fighting and everyone else is fighting around the sides. Yes, so there's room
0: for the cameras to spin.
1: As is polite. Mm-hmm. You can have that safe arena flex mm-hmm. and change shape yes. and size and if you get knocked into the sides and you take damage or your armor's broken or whatever.
0: what was the, there's, um, there's the idea of the fray dice. you aware of this? It's from I think it's called Crimson Tide, Crimson something. Uh, it's it's a Eclipse phase, I think. It's um it might be from Eclipse Phase. Right? Like I, I I first read it. It's in a kind of a vaguely um, Eastern themed um, one on one role playing game. It's specifically written to like to take Dungeons and Dragons adventures and translate them uh, so you have a single player going through them. Right. Um, and every class gets a fray dice and you roll a d6 and each round that's how much damage enemies take for standing near you. Yeah, uh, and nice. and so like, and it's like a wizard has a frayed dice of d4, and a you know a warrior has a frayed dice of d6 or d10 or whatever, and that means that you can you you sort of have the output of a couple of mates worth of damage just happening around you, and that's and like you you can certainly have a frayed dice of like oh if you go to this part of the like if, if you go to this part of the battlefield you'll take this much damage Got rather you, than yeah. rather than specifically rolling to hit or like um, in fourth head terms like, it will consume healing surges. Yes, I also thought healing surges were quite not an elegant mechanic, but certainly an interesting one.
1: One that could have been used for more things. Yeah, for sure. And, like that, and, that that's an interesting bit of fuel you've got there. Yeah. Burn a healing surge 2.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's, it's like how long you can keep fighting today, and also the fact that like healing potions ran off healing surges. Yeah, there's only so much that you can keep going, and so that that's kind of fun. I think it's. It's very difficult to make it work, but it, a lot of it is going to come down to description and come down to you know making it up as you go along. <laughs> yeah, depends on your system as well. Oh, for sure. Like, if like the vaguer the system, the easier you got the easier time you're going to have. Like, um, some like uh, well, like Spire or Fate, for example, which barely really have any rules. It's uh, it's more it's more of a reactive thing. I'm going to ask yeah. you a question.
1: Ask me a question.
0: So Belle asks So there are sexual innuendos like cleaning the carpet that would make no sense in a post apocalyptic setting. Can you come up with some more appropriate ones? Chris, what does cleaning the carpet mean? I don't know. Is that that like a South American thing?
1: Must be. The only one I can think of at the top of my head is reaming the sump. <laughs> <laughs> That's despicable. <laughs> Hey, it's got to be done.
0: I mean, you've got to clean it out. That's true, yeah. You don't want to get sump juice everywhere. No. Scavenging for booting.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Um, hijacking the convoy.
1: <laughs> Shooting the protagonist.
0: <laughs> Fashioning an inexplicable BDSM leather harness. Wait, hang on! What? <laughs> like, for some reason, what's the That's world like doing? Innuendo. Well, what's the world ends? Everyone gets real kinky and into cars. It seems. <laughs>
1: That's just how it goes, man. That's,
0: That's true. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm guessing cleaning the carpet is that a bit like um, eating carpet? I guess. Which is to say, doing the um, doing a can
1: of guess. You could say it,
0: Grant. Okay. You don't
1: have to be clandestine about it
0: Okay, well I wanted to whisper it so the listeners didn't hear It's <laughs> <laughs> quite okay we're really close to the mic And did it slightly louder But in a whisper voice Yeah uh, Doing a Tina Turner
1: Doing a d- Thunderdome <laughs> Thunderdoming
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man I'm trying to work out what Thunderdoming is I'm guessing it involves licking a non-standard part of the body
1: <laughs> It has to Oh, possibly, God. possibly with a nine volt battery.
0: Babe, do you think a thunder dome? I don't know, man. I mean, the world's <laughs> ended, Vernish.
1: Sure. Oh, I just pulled this car, this, this battery out of a Ford, a for, uh, Ford Escort. <laughs> that
0: will kill you. But, kill you. But what Might a way be to go. a good zap! What a way to go, huh?
1: look well, up to a car battery, Thunderdoming,
0: yeah. or making love
1: to a battery. <laughs> <laughs> just reaming that battery sump.
0: Reaming the sump. Ugh. I think that's enough. I think it has to I be to, I think that's going to I think that's gonna do us for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Grant Howard.
1: I've been Chris Taylor.
0: Um if you like what we've done, of course, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and give us some money. Uh come and hang out in the Discord, it's lovely there. We're always we're chatting and doing nice stuff.
1: Let's talk of penguins at the moment. Nice there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I remember just a message flashed up on my screen and one of the listeners was saying um, Pingo is king, Pingo is judge, Pingo is god. So that's 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 a thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's that's
1: a political view.
0: That is functionally our fault that that happened. <laughs>
1: we are enablers.
0: Yeah. Um. If you like that, so you can come along, give us some cash per episode, and come and hang out. Um. Alternatively, you can get, follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast. Or you can ask us a question now on our website. If you go to Rowan Rook and Deckard, that's no K in Deckard dot com. That is our official business website where we sell our games and write articles. Um actually yeah you should go along there. because Chris and I are doing stuff called Glimmers and Remnants uh, which are kind of like um the random tables and we're trying to build a world through random tables only. And those are really fun. We've been we have been going great guns with those recently. We're going to put up a new one today. Uh we've also got um I've just released all of my one-page games. Uh, sorry, 13 of my one-page games in physical form. So like some sort of like the weirdo B-sides that are on there as well are available now uh to non-patrons for the first time so you can sign up and buy some of those if you want to support. Um and also on that on that website there is a there is a question there's a button which says Ask the Hearty Dice Friends a question and you can just come in and type a question directly to us if it's a long one. Um or you wish for anonymity. Good lord. Good lord. Uh and that's about it. The other important thing is that we love you. We wanna We wanna ride with you on a horse. Now, I want you to imagine a strong, powerful... In fact, Chris, come with me on this journey.
1: Oh, hang on. Am I riding side saddle? Am I up front? What's up here?
0: No, just imagine the horse. We'll get to how you're, get, get to how okay. you're riding it. So, a really long, powerful horse. Like, because that's how you describe a horse. Long. A horse built for two. No, it's a horse built for three. Oh, my. Well, actually, it's a horse built for one, but we're going gonna, to gonna, gonna get all three of us on it. We're going to so, get cozy. Chris is forming the anchor over the horse's back legs. <laughs> and I am borrowing that term from pornography. Chris is forming the anchor over the back legs. I'm going to wrap my legs around its neck, um, and like cling onto its ears, maybe its eyes. Again, anything I can do to hurt and injure a horse. (laughs) Uh, You're going to be in the middle, sandwiched between us. In a look, it's platonic for us. If it isn't for you, that's cool. We don't mind. We're easy. Um, on that horse, I guess I'm steering, or I'm doing the closest to steering. So we're probably yeah. I mean, the best
1: I can do is kind of a functional rudder
0: functional rudder
1: so if if we go near water yeah I, I could I could help
0: I guess like also you like you could try and um what's the word drift yeah by throwing out the back end of the horse but I don't think I don't think horse hooves quite work in the same way as wheels I
1: I, I don't know I um, guess we'll, all I know I mean, is that if, if we do go near a river we can drown a horse
0: that's good um, I hate horses <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I think it Anyway, so we love you and we're going to bring you along on this revenge mission.
1: (laughs) Against an evil horse.
0: Yeah, and against your will. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We love you, we hate horses, and we're going to stop them by any means possible. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.